Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Scott Guasco. This is episode 164 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Lucas Kaser to preview week 16 and the fantasy football finals. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Finals, family, fantasy football finals are upon us. Week 16, never thought it would come, but it is here. We have made it. If you are still playing, congratulations. If you are no longer playing, I can feel your pain in a handful of leagues. Luckily, we have our good man, Lucas Kaser, back in the place. We have our TCK Pod Listener League recap and fantasy uh, final preview next episode. Um, One of us is in the finals. We'll keep the tension until the next episode. Uh, But Lucas, uh, steady battle last week. Um, How are you feeling outside of the TCK Pod League? How are you feeling the rest of your league so far? Uh, well, this is this is the only one. Okay, my family league, but like I mentioned, there's not much competition in that. Uh, this is the only league that I'm in the finals outside of that one. But it's, I don't know, I wasn't far off, I guess, in my other ones. But this is the one that kind of stayed consistent. I guess I just ruined the spoiler there. Yeah, well, it, here's here's the deal. You and I had a hell of a match. We both had a handful of injuries. I had Dalvin Cook. You had Julian Edelman. It came down to the wire. We'll share the rest of it on the next episode. But let's dive right into the rest of Week 16. We have a couple interesting situations here that I know you want to cover as far as players who might be active in play but or active injury-wise, but they might sit them depending on playoff predicaments. So we have some games on Saturday. We have a healthy slate Sunday morning and afternoon. And then Sunday and Monday, of course, no Thursday night game this week. No Thursday night football game this week. Three Saturday games. Let's start really quick with the Saturday games. We have uh, Tampa and Houston in the morning, New England and Buffalo in the afternoon, and the Niners and the Rams as the nightcap. Three good-ass games. Three great games, a lot of playoff implications coming up on these ones. Let's start off in the morning. Saturday morning, uh, we have Tampa Bay hosting the Houston Texans uh, for Houston, man. Um, Going over our start sits, of course, for Houston. Sean Watson, Nuke, you fire them up. Uh, Carlos Hyde. Fuller, Stills, two touchdowns last week. How are you feeling about the Texans in your finals? Yeah, I, I think this is a really good spot, especially for them to kind of prove – I think they proved last week that they were the dominant team in that division. Uh, however, on a neutral, neutral – I guess they went on the road too. So, yeah, I think they're definitely the dominant team in the division. I think we're going to try and continue to prove that. And, I mean, a really good matchup to easily do that. So, I think Fuller – Maybe still to be pushing it. He'd be like the low end uh, throwing flex play. Uh, but I think Fuller is for sure. Uh, had 28% of the target share last week, if I remember right. So I think they are both good to go. And then I think Hyde is the – he's the AP type player, just volume play every week, I think. Now, Carlos Hyde, how do you feel about him against uh, Tampa Bay's rush defense? It's been pretty consistent this year against the run. I think normally I would probably shy away, but I think just due to it should be high scoring, I think you'll be okay with – I think Tampa Bay is good enough to keep the keep the pace with Houston, so I think he's an okay play. 
All right, I dig it. Uh, let's jump over to Tampa Bay. Uh, Brashad Perryman, the number one. Uh, we, we got Watson as the number two. We should have tight ends there. Of course, Mike Evans done for the season. Uh, Godwin done for the season. Um, running backs uh, don't seem to be used in the uh, Arians offense, at least this year. Um, let's talk about these receivers, man. These are two guys maybe still in the waiver. Uh, Perryman's probably been picked up by now. Um, but Watson is out there as well. Both of them very effective. Jameis Winston played with a bang-up hand last year or last week. He had almost 500 yards, multiple touchdowns every single week, should be able to beat up on the Texans. Do you feel comfortable firing up one of these uh, third, fourth, fifth-string receivers for Tampa Bay? I, mean, I think you kind of have to just due to the, the matchup they have. Like, I feel bad for all the uh, owners. I mean, I had Evans in the Western League, but I feel bad for all the owners that had Evans and Godwin that are probably like, eyeing down the week 16 championship matchup at Houston and then and now they're both not there like it's what a heartbreak I guess um but I think you have to fire them all up I don't know there's got to be passes to someone pretty much and they should be losing this game easy defense Tampa Bay throws the ball 40 times a game anyways it just I don't think you can throw them out per se I agree. Neither one of these teams can stop the pass. So this could definitely be a shootout in the early game on Saturday in Tampa Bay. Let's jump to New England. This is a huge game in the AFC um, overall in the playoffs, definitely in the AFC East with the Buffalo Bills finally making this a competitive division this year. The Patriots, of course, started off undefeated for halfway through the season, looked amazing. Number one defense in pretty much every category. The 49ers weren't. They have been borderline terrible <laughs> the last couple of weeks. Uh, they escape a victory, if I might say so, against the Bungles last week. But I watched the first half of that pretty closely with Joe Mixon going off. And the Bengals, if they weren't the Bengals, should have won that game going away. And eventually the Patriots pulled away and, and they won it handily. But Bengals gave them a fight. I think the Bills are a much better team. We'll go over our pickums later, of course, as we always do. How do you feel about Devin Singletary, man? Joe Mixon ripped up. The, uh, the Patriots last week for 136 yards on the ground, another 20 through the air. Devin Singletary is that back. Uh, Frank Gore gets a carry from time to time, but Singletary has been looking good recently. I mean, I think you have to pull him. I think everyone was just kind of waiting for him to take over, and he kind of took over in a uh, tough, like, matchup chunk in the schedule. So it kind of just seemed a little uh, lackluster, I think. But he's definitely still a volume play on um, – Gore is finally the second uh, the second option in the backfield here. Other supposed to be around for like four more years, probably. It's Frank Gore, but yeah, I think Singletary is a fine start this week. In a, I'd say this is probably this got to be like the biggest Bills game in a long time. I can't think of another game they've had that that is this important. Yeah, other than the primetime game last week against the Steelers, but I agree with you. Um, anybody else for the Bills? Dawson Knox has been a hit or miss at tight end. Of course, your boy, Smokey Brown. Um, Josh Allen, I mean, against the Patriots, you feeling any of these people? I mean, Josh Allen, I, I, I can't imagine, you know, if, if he's your only quarterback, you fire him up against the, the Patriots who have, like I said, been moral recently. But this game is in New England. Yeah, it's just – I mean, I was off Allen last week just because I think I – like, I think I found a floor play somewhere else because definitely while you were playing him in a tough matchup. And I think, I mean, especially if you're in the championship, you have to pivot off him this week. You can't, I don't even know what you'd be relying on. The, the total was at like 38, I believe. Um, it's probably going to be cold, I would assume, New England in the winter. I just, 
I don't see a whole, I, I see this game going way like not way under, but I see it being a low, just like it was last game, like a six seven game at half, a fourteen ten finish, seventeen ten finish, something like that. So I think they definitely need to find options elsewhere. And I mean, I don't want to say no to John Brown just because he had a good game last week against the Steelers, uh, who is they're not much far off the Patriots in terms of defensive quality. So, I, But he does have Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. So I think that would be the reason I would sit him uh, if it came down to it. Okay, let's jump over to the Patriots. Uh, running backs should be, you know, should have been – well, it should always be a James White game, but you can't really focus on that. Of course, I had James White uh, against you in the listener league, and he started off with an immediate touchdown and pretty much didn't do anything after that. Rex Burkhead got a touchdown. Bolden's been scoring. Sonny Michelle pretty much nowhere to be found. Um, and then your boy Julian Edelman uh, getting injured as well. How are you feeling about this uh, once firepower New England offense? Uh, all of a sudden, not so much. Yeah, I think – I mean, the Bills can be beat on the ground. You got shown last week with James Conner. I think that you fire up Michelle if you – I think it comes down to if you want to or not. I don't think there's – we all know what's happened. I think it's just more do you think that they're going to ride Michelle? Personally, I would not have – I would not play him if I had him. But I do see the reasoning why you would. Um, and I think James White, just keep him in. Let him ride. He'll, he'll get you his points one way or another. And especially if Edelman uh, does sit, which I can't imagine he does in this game, I think that White would be – uh, even more of a high-end flex play on the week and PPR. I totally agree. That's the afternoon game on Saturday. Let's jump over to the last game on the Saturday slate. We have the Rams at the 49ers. Uh, really a must-win for the Niners, um, who got bumped with the last-second loss to the Falcons and the uh, Saints and the Seahawks winning. The Rams still, you know, hoping for a, a wild-card spot here. Um, let's start with the Rams. Goff, Cup, Woods, uh, Gurley, I mean – it's usually fire up your studs with the Rams. They've been struggling as of late. They're on the road. However, I hate to say it, but the Niners defense, much like the Patriots, has been pretty beat up and injured recently as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, they got tore up by the Falcons last week. Um, I, I'm personally good with, man, in your finals, it's risky with all these receivers. You never know who's going to pop off and Goff could throw for 404 or, you know, 202 with two picks. I kind of feel the Rams, though. I, I hate to say it against my Niners, but Rams have been playing well. Uh, they didn't play so well against the Cowboys, but I feel like this is a must-win for both teams, this divisional matchup. I think I'm riding the Rams. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess to give an example, one of my buddies in a Superflex league, in my main league, he made the championship, uh, and he asked me today if he should play Goff or Drew Locke because um, Superflex, we stashed like three quarterbacks. I told him to go lock. I just told him the team he's playing, though, obviously, uh, you, uh, you don't know, but they he's projected to win by like 30 the other team is. So I think he's kind of – I kind of went with the big upside play. But I do see where you're coming from. However, I think at home in a must-win game, the Niners kind of clamp it down a little bit. Um, and I don't think any receivers are on Julio Jones' level that are on this Rams team. So I, I don't know. I don't – I don't see myself playing him in, a, in the championship at all. Um, however, I think Cup and Woods you have to play no matter what. And Gurley? Yeah, he's been getting volume lately. I think last week they just got down so fast. I just think he fell off the uh, game plan. And I think Higby, I think he'll be okay. Um, Niners I, have been eh, I, towards the tight ends. but I think, I think Higby's automatic at this point. 
Uh, is Everett coming back? I haven't even looked to see if he's. I don't think it matters, man. Higby's been playing really well. He's getting the targets, touchdown share. I mean, yeah, he might, you know, chop into his load, but uh, Higby's been playing really well. I, I would ride him unless Everett's coming back to start. But mm-hmm. uh, assuming that doesn't happen, then I would ride Higby. Let's jump over to the 49ers. Um, Jimmy G, uh, Mostert, who I expected a bigger game from last uh, week. He got the early touchdown. He actually got credited with the fumble uh, late. So maybe minus one or two on that, depending on your settings. Uh, e. Sanders been pretty quiet lately. Debo as well. Um, how are you feeling about the 49ers here in a must-win game at home? Yeah, I think uh, I think Dak really showed how um, beatable outside of Donald and Ramsey this defense is for the Rams. So I think, Jimmy, you can definitely start. He's playing good. Um, no reason for you really to throw in the towel on him, I guess you could say, in the championship. Uh, Mostert. As much as they want to bring Tevin Coleman out for the first snap every game, most starts the starting running back. Um, you got to play him. Uh, I'd, I'd say maybe like a – he's probably a low-end RB2 in this matchup, though, I think, just because I think this will be a little low, more scoring than uh, people probably imagine. And in terms of the receivers, Debo will get, get Jalen Ramsey on him, I would think, just because he hasn't really moved to the slot. Um or Ramsey hasn't moved to the slot in terms of, like, if the receiver for the other team, the better receiver plays the slot. So I think Sanders is who I would lean um, if I am deciding to play one of these two. Right. And uh, it's just – I think it's far and away Mostert's backfield at this point. Again, he – you know, he was kind of promoted to that number one back by Shanahan last week. Um, he had a decent game, 14 rushes for 54 yards and that one touchdown. Um, but Tevin Coleman only had four carries on the game. And Matt Breida fumbled twice. So I do like Mostert the most uh, out of the 49ers there. Let's jump into the Sunday games. We have the Giants and the Redskins. Yikes, this is going to be a tough game. Um, We'll see if Eli gets back out there. Of course, he had a nice uh, heroic um, victory and, uh, and, you know, ran off the field to cheers last week, which is nice to see. I'm not a huge Eli fan per se, but I'm definitely not a hater either. So, um, you know, shouts to him and his career. Getting back to 500 overall. Uh, for the Giants, um, assuming Eli plays, are you playing him? Uh, how do you feel about these receivers? There's a lot of mouths to feed here, and if Evan Ingram is healthy, which I don't think he will be enough to be a, a, a you know a focal point of this offense, um, let's just focus on Eli and, and the receivers here. How do you feel about those guys moving forward? Well, let's let's go back one game. I forgot to talk about what we were going to talk about. Oh, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, Sorry, okay. so, skipped over a. Uh, yeah, this is a great nugget, man. You're right. Uh, we did. Uh, we're going to jump back to the Rams and 49ers game for a little tidbit, actually, about uh, the Vikings. Go ahead. Yeah, so we just wanted to do it now in case um, I'm, some people might get lost an hour into the podcast and maybe lose track or even to stop listening uh, in general. But since you're at the beginning of the podcast, uh, we're going to relate this to uh, the Dalvin Cook injury for this Rams-Niners game. So um, if you guys follow the playoff picture, the Rams need to win out to have a chance to make the playoffs. And the Vikings would need to lose out. I believe you have eight and six and ten and four. Vikings play the Packers this week to take first in the division. Um, and there has been mixed, I guess, answers to as if Cook is going to play. Like Adam Schefter has said that he does not think he is, but then Zimmers came out and said that he should be good to go. But then it's, uh, I'm trying to think, just a shoulder injury. But I think it was the one that was it the same shoulder as last time. Yes. Yes. I. I to me, I don't think. He's 100. There's no way he's 100. percent And I guess what I'm trying to say is, since the game is on Saturday, the Viking, even if the game was on Sunday, the Vikings would know, obviously, if the Rams 
or the Niners won. If the, the Rams were to lose, the Vikings are basically locked into the playoffs and they play the Lions next week. So they, if they were to lose to the Packers and then win next week, which they should beat the Lions, they'd be one and one. So I guess what I'm trying to get at is I could easily see them sitting Cook just because they have a two-day advantage on the results and the playoff picture outcome. Um, and with it being Monday night in the championship, you need to have Madison and or Boone rostered if you can get them. The thing I, the only thing that I, I guess comes into play is who do you pivot to if those are taken? I think it's kind of where you make the decision. Mike Boone. If, if someone else gets him off waivers. I think he's going to be the only one available. There's no way Madison's available at this point. And Madison was out, um, you know, recently with an injury and missing practices and whatnot. So I think I would lean toward Mike Boone if I could, if I had to pick one of them. Basically, uh, the short version is if the Niners beat the Rams, the Vikings are pretty much set for the playoffs, which case on Monday Night Football, they most likely would not play or have to play Dalvin Cook. Uh, because the loss wouldn't necessarily matter. Um, mm -hmm. They could still win their division technically, but, uh, you know, it, it's a long yeah. shot and they want to keep uh, Dalvin Cook healthy. So if the Niners beat the Rams Saturday, try to pivot off of Dalvin Cook and find an option if you can uh, for Monday night. Uh, nice job remembering that, man. Sorry for skipping okay. over it there. Let's go back to the Giants here. Um, let's yeah. try to blaze through some of these, a lot of these matchups. I can't imagine people are actually making some of these decisions with these bad teams in the championship. There's only two teams going after each other. So let's speed up a little bit and just go with some uh, quick starts or sits. Um, assuming he plays Eli starter sit. Don't start him in your championship. Darius Slayton. I think you start Slayton and I'd say Shepard if I had to pick one. Sit Golden Tate. Yeah, he hasn't shown much as of late. Got it. Let's go to the Redskins. Uh, don't play Haskins. That's just – No, just, no. Yeah, I just threw him in there. I'm just throwing that out. Um, even in two QB leagues, go find somebody else. Um, Adrian Peterson. I think he's the same level as Hyde, uh, just a volume play with – I mean, he ran pretty well in the Eagles last week, surprisingly. So, I think against an easier run defense, he should be just fine. Terry McLaurin, breakout yeah. game last week, 75-yard touchdown. This man is a beast. He's going to – yeah, you got to play him. If you were starting your own team, real football – would you pick uh, Terry McLaurin or A.J. Brown? That's so hard because, it's, to me, I don't think A.J. Brown is a true one. I think he's oh, – I do, bro. I really do think he's just a young Julio. They're just – they're two completely different, like, prototype receivers. That's why it's hard for me because, like, how many Julio-type receivers have there been? You know what I'm saying? Like, in the last – Steady, sure. It's just – I don't It's hard to pick up on – the yak numbers that he's putting up. And I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying that that's hard to be consistent with that, whereas Terry is just humongous. Like, he's just a Calvin Johnson. He's a, a Mike Evans type receiver. He's just huge and he can move. I think, I don't know. I think, I don't know. I, I just, I want to know what Terry would do if he was with Tannehill. I think it's kind of how I would. Sure. Because I don't know if we've really seen Terry's best. And I think we're kind of seeing AJ Brown's best, which is, I mean, by far and away still a top 20 receiver in the NFL as of now, but I think I would lean Terry just for now. Okay. And uh, one more time, starter sit Terry McLaurin. Oh, you definitely got to start him. 
Right. Let's move on to the uh, Saints and the Titans. Saints coming off an emotional win. Of course, Drew Brees setting all sorts of records. Uh, Titans as well, one of the hottest teams in the NFL. This is going to be an excellent, excellent game. Mm -hmm. Um, This better be the morning or afternoon, I guess, game of the week here for the NFL. Um, You start your studs for really both teams at this point. Uh, Let's talk about some oddballs here. Uh, Latavius Murray, um, who's been getting the carries, but uh, I think – He's a standard. He's a standard uh, wish in my mind at best. Uh, Jared Cook should be healthy off that concussion. Yeah, I think uh, I put Murray in there just for the over under total was at fifty one. So at this kind of if you follow the whole high points, fantasy points have to go somewhere. I would I would not start him. Um, but that was just kind of a if you're desperate or you need someone off the waivers. Jared Cook. Yeah, I heard. A, uh, I'm trying to think. I was listening to a podcast and they were saying uh, he's been a tight end one. Since returning in week, I want to say seven, maybe five or seven, like every week he's been a top 12 tight end. Um, and he, I mean, he should. It's Michael Thomas, then him. So I think you definitely fire him up in that top eight tight end range this week. One thing that could happen with uh, Latavius Murray is that uh, if the Saints, which I don't think they will in Tennessee, but if they do get up big early, uh, they could potentially get uh, Alvin Kamara less touches are out of there completely mm-hmm. in which case if they turn it over to Latavius Murray he's kind of a poor man's Derrick Henry in my opinion so that could pan out for you but I wouldn't be firing him up unless you had to um Traquan Smith I think is another option just caught a touchdown uh, on Monday night I think he's a just a super deep play there let's go into Tennessee uh ride the Tannehill train huh oh yeah for sure absolutely Deion Lewis um <laughs> just kind of uh, rumbled into a, a last minute um touchdown there uh i think you're probably staying away from him he's kind of like latavius is more just if if the titans beat up on the saints somehow maybe they rest derrick henry but i don't see that happening and then john smith beast in last week holy shit he had a, a huge run um actually and uh he looks really well they just need to use him um do you feel confident enough now with delaney walker out of the picture do you feel confident enough now with john smith as a flyer I mean, I did, and then I think he disappointed a little bit. But, I, I mean, I know that he's a beast, so I think it's kind of – I haven't stashed in a lot of dynasty leagues. I just don't know if I would roll them out uh, in the championship. Like, I don't, I don't want to take a dud at the tight end in the championship when I feel like I could go to uh, Kyle Rudolph or Jack Doyle or someone else that I know is at least going to get me points with kind of the same upside. I'm with you. I uh, definitely worried about Johnny Smith. I would not be playing if I had to. Let's talk about another uh, huge boomer bust tight end here with Pittsburgh at the Jets. Uh, Vance McDonald, assuming he's healthy. Uh, no. No. James Conner. Yeah, he's the volume king. Looks fantastic coming he's off so an injury. Good. He is very good. Let's talk about the receivers. Hypothetically, Juju Smith-Schuster returns after weeks of absence against the Jets. Are you willing to risk it in your championship? Mm. I'm not. No, I think you found a replacement by now, or you found someone to do the same thing that he can. So I'd say no. If it was Big Ben out there and I could rely on him coming back and hitting a full slot, sure. But I'm not sure what I'm going to actually get with Duck Hodges. I'm worried about that. I'm going to stay away from um, Juju no matter what. Uh, how about uh, Deontay and potentially James Washington? No, Juju. I think Eileen Washington. I think we've just. Everyone, I think we know the upside that comes with Washington. Johnson does have upside, but I think he relies on more uh, just, I don't know. When I watch the games, Johnson's a more technical route runner, and that kind of relies on just field position and opportunities to score. And 
Duck Hodges does not um, influence that very well, so I think I'd pick Washington. And Jalen Samuels is pretty much out at this point. Oh, yeah. Here's a one-week hit. Let's go over to the Jets. Lev Bell, um, all sorts of work, still not super productive. You pretty much have to continue to ride him. So you're, It's you're, a revenge game, man. It is revenge game, but God damn it, dude. Revenge games <clears> – <throat> now, his might actually matter, um, yeah. but so much of the revenge game, that's why we never bring it up. I just think it's such a joke. His, I think, is legit just because of everything that went down in Pittsburgh. So that's, that's legit. Now, here's what's not legit. The Jets' offensive line – in my opinion, is going to be destroyed by the Pittsburgh oh, yeah. defensive line. Therefore, my whole thing preseason was that Le'Veon Bell's running style, being patient, trying to find a hole, is not going to work behind a bad offensive line. When you're playing a great defensive line as well, it's going to be even worse. You can't sit Le'Veon Bell, but I'm not excited about him at all this week. Um, if, you, if you can pivot off of him. If you had maybe a, a Joe Mixon you've been, you've been laying around on or you had a, you know, uh, maybe a Devin Singletary even, personally, um, I might – he's going against New England. I don't know. I'm trying to find somebody else that I could go with other I than mean, Le'Veon Bell. Maybe Carlos Hyde, something like that. Would, I mean, do you think – like, I, I know – like, I was thinking AP Carlos Hyde, and you'd be like, oh, he might score. But do you think the Steelers are going to take it easy on him? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you think if they get up, they're going to – Oh yeah, we'll let you. I don't know. I just feel like they're going to try and put it down on them right away. And I, I agree. I just don't know if the Steelers have the firepower right now. I think Duck Hodges is, is fine for like gutting out games, and he's competitive. But like, I don't think they're going to roll anybody. So I think it's going to be a close game. And Love will get his twenty touches. He might even accidentally score because they're going to feed him if they're down there or whatever, you know. But he'll be fine in fantasy. I just, I'm not, haven't been excited about him. And he would make me really nervous in the finals. Uh, Robbie Anderson, man, uh, big boomer bust, but he's had a couple hundred yard games recently. Yeah. I think you, I think you can play him uh, this week just cause best case scenario, they get down and they throw the ball. Worst case scenario, they're scoring points and they're in the game, which that would mean he would have to be contributing. So I think he's fine either way. Jamison Crowder, two touchdowns last week. Uh, no, I, I get why maybe you could, but the, the past, what, three weeks against, like, the Bengals, the Dolphins, he put up nothing. And I'd say Steelers' defense is right with the Ravens uh, in terms of pass coverage. So I think I would pick Robbie over Crowder. Okay. Let's move on to the Bungles and the Dolphins. Oh, this looking, looking forward to this one. This, is, this has got a lot of uh, 2020 draft stock in it. Uh, hopefully the Bengals don't uh, ruin that number one seed. We'll see what happens. Uh, let's start with the Bengals here. In your championship, are you starting either one of these quarterbacks, Dalton or Fitzmagic? Yes, both. Wow. Okay. And that's single QB leagues or just double? Uh, I, I think you can start. I think Fitz for sure in single QB. I think Dalton if, I don't know, maybe someone's hoarding the QBs or like you're out of fab or something. <laughs> or I, I mean, I don't see why you couldn't. I mean, Dalton did okay. okay he had a couple turnovers, but it's New England's defense is going to do it to you, I guess. But He's been okay when he's played bottom defenses this year. Um, and I think this is going to be pretty high scoring. I don't see the teams being able to shut people down. So I think both, maybe. Tyler Boyd for the Bengals? I'd say – I mean, I think you have to. Like, if they're going to throw the ball, it's got to go somewhere against a bad defense. I agree with you. Let's jump over to the other side here. Uh, Patrick Laird, he's been getting the work. Um, how do you feel about him against the Bengals? Um, I think he – I think he's right around the AP range in terms of like you were trying to like rank him or like compare him. I don't 
the upside is definitely not there. I think that's kind of the same lines as AP. So I kind of stick him in that category. Yep. And don't, uh, don't forget about, uh, I think Gaskins out there too. I mean, there's just, there's too many options and not good ones in Miami. Correct. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sticking away from that. Uh, of course your boy, um, Parker with a garbage time touchdown uh, and two on the day. So uh, you can fire him up, of course. Um, still rolling out Kasicki against the Bungles. Eh, I'd, I think I'd play Johnny over Kasicki, but I don't think I'd want to play either of them. Okay. Let's jump into Carolina and Indianapolis. Carolina finally give him a man, Will Greer, a <laughs> chance. Yo, I'm stoked on this. Uh, I mentioned it a couple times in the podcast one last time before I reviewed the season. It was a bold prediction or a crazy call earlier in the year. And I said that Cam Newton was going to be benched or out out anyway uh, via uh, benching for performance or injury, and that Will Greer would basically be Kyle Allen this year. I didn't expect Kyle Allen to do that. Um, I thought it would be Will Greer and being uh, uh, QB2 at least. Um, I think this is a plus matchup for him. Um, I think it'll be just fine. Will Greer is certainly uh, probably not going to be as good as Drew Brees in his career. But we did see Drew Brees and the Saints absolutely demolish the Colts uh, defense, I think that Will Greer will at least have a chance, and I made a text to you right away when I saw that. I think he's like a good Baker Mayfield. He could probably make some plays, and he's got nothing to lose. I could see him out there slinging it. I kind of like him a lot. Uh, I wouldn't be playing him probably at all in fantasy until we see anything, but that's an interesting note there. On that tip with Will Greer in, um, do you still like uh, DJ Moore, who has been absolutely on fire the last half of the season? Yeah. I mean, how much worse can Will Greer be in a plus matchup than Kyle Allen? I think that's he's better. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's better too, but I think just in general, I mean, Cal Allen threw, what, three picks last week and DJ Moore still at 100 yards. So, I, yeah, I think he's definitely – DJ Moore is definitely – he's not going down with Will Greer for sure. I have gone back and forth every single week of the of the TCK Pod Listener League for the last, like, five weeks with um, different players and Curtis Samuel. And I don't think I've played Curtis Samuel once in the last month. Um is he startable anymore? Next year. I, I think that when the team – I think if these two are used right, I think they're going to be one of the top duos in the league. I just think they're still kind of figuring out um, – well, I think at the beginning of the year, I think Samuel was kind of the alpha. It's kind of what sort of happened. It was kind of brought on that it was going to be like Samuel, then more. And then it kind of, through QB changes, kind of got flopped. But it was like a slow – switch of the one and the two. So I think I think by next year I think this this duo will be startable, but definitely not in the championship this year. I dig it. If uh, Olsen plays, do you play and if not, do you play Ian Thomas? If Olsen plays, you don't play either. Um if Olsen's out, even though Thomas didn't have a great week last week, I still think you can play him uh, in this matchup. Okay. Let's move on to the Colts. Um Marlon Mack back, T. Y. Hilton. I it would be stupid if T. Y. Hilton uh were to continue to play, but that's on them. Uh Zach Pascal should have had a bigger game. I was hoping for about forty seven points against the Saints, but came up a little bit short, unfortunately. And uh Jack Doyle as well. Um a lot of options here. And I'll throw Jacoby Brissett in there too. Um I don't think a lot of one QB leagues are playing him, but maybe two QB leagues. Uh let's quickly run through start sit on the Colts, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Fitz or Jacoby Brissett, who would you play? Um, both are at home, Bungles, Carolina. I play Fitz, yeah, I agree. But I don't hate Brissett this week because the matchup for every position on this uh team is super plus to me. Carolina's defense has been playing uh better recently. Uh, Marlon Max starter sit, 
start him. This is the um, fantasy points over uh, expectation or average, like we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. The Panthers are number one and most allowed or the biggest difference. So I think Max good bounce back week. They're horrible against the run. They're brutal. I don't know why either. Marlon Mack for sure is uh, is you can fire him up for sure. Um, if T.Y. Hilton's healthy enough, quote unquote, to play, are you playing him? He only played 52% of the snaps. Um, that either could have been – I don't know. Because they were in, like, the most negative game script you could possibly think of. So, I think they just sat him because he was a little injured. I I don't know. They're kind of confusing. Because they were out of the playoff hunt. They brought him back and only played in 52% of the snaps. So, I I just don't want him to burn me on my bench in the championship. But hopefully you have a good replacement. I think he's all – the only way you can kind of sum that up. He caught four of his nine targets for 25 yards. I don't think he's available. Um, I'm not firing him up. And uh, the secondary for Carolina, as bad as they are against the run, they're pretty decent against the pass. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fade T.Y. regardless in this game. Now, T.Y. could definitely catch like a random 75-yard bomb and I could look like a maroon, but I don't think this is a volume play at all. Uh, the other young receivers have played well, so I'm going to fade T.Y. Hilton if I can get away from him. Uh, Zach Pascal, how do we feel about him? He's been kind of coming on as of late, and uh, he's been showing pretty well in T.Y.'s absence. Um, if T.Y.'s out, I think, yeah, just a volume play. I think uh, T.Y. or when T.Y. is Deep out. Flex. Yeah, like a – there's definitely – like the Perriman's definitely over him. Fuller's definitely a flex over – there's there's definitely better options, but if you – uh, like I said, are out of fab or just kind of low on the totem pole in terms of what you can pick up. I think you'd be okay if T.Y. is out. Uh, Pascal or Crowder? Pascal. Well, is this if T.Y. is out? Yes. Then Pascal. And Pascal over Debo? I'd say yes, because it's because he should get Ramsey quite a bit. And Darius Slayton? Mm. Redskins defense is actually not that bad. I still think I would go Slayton, though. Okay. Jack Doyle, start. Um, uh, low end start, I think. Okay. Try to go elsewhere if you can. Yeah. All right. Let's go on to Baltimore and the Browns. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Um, Lamar Ingram. I mean, the, the, well, we'll talk about a couple things here with the Ravens for a second. The only actual question I think for the Ravens is your boy, Hollywood Brown. Starter sit against the Browns. Uh, I mean, you got to say it's championship week. You can't take that risk. Let's talk about Lamar and Ingram, maybe even Andrews with five other tight ends on the team. Are you concerned with any of these other scenarios? Hypothetically, the Bills upset New England in New England. The Ravens pretty much wrap up the number one seed. Do you think there's a chance they sit Lamar Jackson or Ingram or Andrews? To me, I think it's no. I mean, Are we a week, a week early for that? I don't even know because I'm trying to figure this out. I'm pulling up. So they played the Ravens play the Steelers next week. Mm-hmm. However, I think they finished 2-0 and pretty easily. Um, that's where I'm pulling up the playoff picture. To me, I just think Harbaugh wants to make a statement. I don't think he wants to mess around with – he's never been a coach to kind of follow what everyone else does to me. Um, so let's say the Bills upset the Patriots. There'd be two teams at 11-4. and four. And then the Ravens this week are at 12 and two. So I think the Ravens still got to win to me because the Chiefs, if they win, they're 11 and four. Nobody can catch the Ravens. In terms of the number one seed or in terms of 
the number one seed. If the Ravens win one of the next two and the, and the Patriots lose one of the next two, they're the number one seed. I, I don't think they're going to bench Lamar Jackson. I just think that they could potentially, you know, he can play less during the game. Now, we've seen Lamar Jackson put up three, four, five touchdowns in about yeah, three quarters. So I'm not necessarily worried about that. But I'm just seeing if you're, seeing if you're concerned about any of that. You brought up a great point about Dalvin Cook and the Niners yeah. and Vikings and all that. Is there anything playing here with the Ravens as well? No, and I think since the Browns beat the Ravens last time, I think they're just going to want to pour it on them. Um, you know, for okay. my favorite Browns team. who now, now Jarvis Landry wants out. What a coincidence. Yeah, I mean, Jarvis and Odell are both going to go to the Niners next year. And It'll Jarvis be fine. has made the Pro Bowl. Like, come on. Yeah, they'll, dude, they'll be fine. It's going to be – <laughs> They're going to be really good next year. Um, okay, start your Ravens. Uh, I think we talked way yeah, too long. Not about, Hollywood. Not Hollywood. Not, not Hollywood. Play everybody else. Yep. Um, including Justin Tucker. He's my kicker start of the week. Um, Browns. Uh, Nick Chubb and Hunt. Um, you're firing up Nick Chubb. You have to. Uh, Kareem Hunt. I know you've been riding him in the uh, listener league as a PPR back. Seems to be getting enough work. Are you firing him up again against Baltimore here in your championship? I mean, the question was, am I, I am not as of now in the listener league. Um, I'm playing Kenyon Drake over him, uh, just plus matchup against Seattle, but I, I don't, I haven't like looked like too hard into like snaps and like snaps when trailing and all that stuff. I, if you're playing Chubb, I think you have to play hunt. Um, cause they should be losing the game. I guess not really related to like this game right now, but I'm kind of nervous that they're going to bring hunt back next year. Like I nervous for Chubb. It seems like a smart move for them. Like it's only – I mean, not that the season's gone great, but it's only worked for both. Like, I mean, Chubb has been running just as efficient, and now Hunt is the premier – well, shoot, he's probably like even the wide receiver one on this team at this point. But I don't know. I just feel like it's – I think you start them both. Um, you don't overthink it, especially in the championship. Uh, both those players probably got you there. And I think just for future, it's this team is going to be – Yet again, the most talked about team in the offseason with what they do uh, in the skill positions. True, true. Giddy up. Uh, how about the receivers? Uh, I mean, personally, I would say no. Um, but I could see where you don't have any other options. Like, I don't think I would start Perryman over. Actually, I don't know. I think I would actually start Perryman over Odell and Landry. Um, but when you go into the lower uh, waivers, I don't think I would start those guys over Odell and Landry. Whew. And uh, Baker in two QB leagues. Sure. Uh, if you can pick up, like, I'd just see more upside if, like, Dalton or Fitz, I guess, if they're there. But I highly doubt they're there by now. So, I'd say, yeah. Got it. Let's move on to Jacksonville and Atlanta, and then we'll take a quick break, man. Um, last morning game here. Uh, Jacksonville, uh, Leonard Fournette, anybody else on Jacksonville facing an Atlanta defense that really took it to the Niners last week? Um, if Chark is active, I'd say yeah. Um, but if Chark is inactive, I think Conley is the play. Um, I don't know. It's it's tough because I, I get where Chark coming back. You're not certain. I don't know why they would bring Chark back in the first place. Like, there's no need for him to come back in a game that means nothing for a chance of re-injury to their uh, franchise wide receiver. But I think – I think Conley's a fine play. Um, I was kind of on him last week. I told one of my buddies to start him in one of our dynasty leagues, and he had two touchdowns, I believe. I think I like two, like, two touchdowns last week, correct? Yeah, I think it's – I mean, it's only kind of a 
process play. It's not like Conley's that great, but he's just a big deep threat receiver uh, in a very close matchup and kind of negative game script, even though they killed the Raiders. But I think Conley, if Chark is out for sure, which I think they will keep Chark out. I agree. He's got an ankle injury. Looks like he was out, uh, you know, able to uh, start making some cuts on the field, but they got nothing to play for. Uh, DJ Chark is a great promising, um, uh, you know, receiver that obviously for Jacksonville, they should shut him down. Chris Conley, four for 49 and two touchdowns last week. I agree with you. I'll fire him up if uh, Chark is out. Let's move over to, over to Atlanta. Um, Julio Jones, 20 targets, two touchdowns, a last second touchdown to beat the Niners. Um, love me some Julio Jones. Of course, the Niners loss was a bummer, but fucking love Julio. I'm so stoked he was uh, balling out in the That's semifinals. So um, <laughs> uh, let's see, Matt Ryan and single QBs, and then Freeman and Hooper. Um, Freeman is a really good matchup. I just put him on here kind of to – I mean, I'm starting both these guys. I just kind of put him on here to – say not to overthink it playing both um hooper's got you there by far and away he's definitely going to be going to be one of the league winners when we go and talk about him or just like value picks or whatever one the best pick in the draft i think he's definitely a top five candidate for it so start him start freeman it's a good matchup atlanta coming off a very intense win i think they'll be okay in this matchup freeman just 12 for 39 um another two receptions for 16 yards um but i think this is a plus matchup you're right and hooper had a dead game as well but should have a plus matchup against the jags jacksonville defense that gave up and the raiders were shredding until they became the raiders and lost the game late in oakland all right man let's take a quick break and then we'll come back for the rest of the uh sunday slate sunday night and monday night we'll get into our charts of the week and our quick pickums Hey listeners, let's take a break here. If you like what you're hearing and want to find the Candlestick Kids outside of the podcast, please like and follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod, Twitter at tck underscore pod, Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast, or drop us an email at tckpod at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a rate and review wherever you're listening. It really helps us to get your feedback. Finally, please visit our website at tckpod.com for weekly rankings, Lucas's start-sit article, and more. Before we get into the second half of the episode, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Anchor. Stay tuned. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call. And we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start 
That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. All right, let's jump into the Sunday afternoon games. We have Oakland, uh, who played their last game in Oakland. They are now headed to Vegas. Uh, Booed off the field in Oakland, by the way. I just want to, like, broach that subject for one second. One second, dude. Growing up in the Bay Area, I've been to a handful of Raider games. My brother actually played, like, a conference state uh, football championship in high school in the Raiders stadium, the Coliseum. I've been to a million A's games. It's a shithole stadium. Uh, I'm not a Raider hater, but I'm definitely not a Raider either. To see them boo their franchise, who's been terrible the last decade, I get it. But in the Madden days and the 70s and the early 80s, and for a quick stint with John Gruden the first time, they were one of the premier teams in the league. Uh, and for them to leave, I know that Oakland's pissed are going to Vegas, but I thought that was really poor. Just quintessential Raiders is what I'm going to say. Super poor sports to fucking boo their guys off the, the field in their last game in Oakland in a, a you know just a heartbreaking loss to Jacksonville. Anyway, I'm off my soapbox. Um, in Jacksonville, or I'm sorry, uh, with the Raiders heading down to uh, L.A. to face off with the Chargers. This is going to be a horrendous game as well. Um, for the Raiders, uh, Josh Jacobs, assuming he's healthy, and Terrell Williams. Um, I think Williams, no, just because he'll draw. Um, can't think. Casey Hayward, I think I would just shy away from him. He's been really uh, inconsistent lately. Jacobs, you got to play. Just a huge volume play. Um which to me, I don't know why they don't shut him down either. Um, they overdra- they overspent on him in terms of draft capital because they liked him, and then now they're going to just throw him out there uh, against a good defense and get when he's hurt and just get destroyed. So I just don't know why he's even playing to me. But you got to start him if he's active. Um, and then Darren Waller, uh, of course, fire him up. Um, assuming Jacobs plays, do not play during, uh, DeAndre Washington. A lot of people, he was the hottest waiver pickup because you weren't sure about Jacobs. I can understand that. But a lot of people still played him uh, just in case he got hurt. DeAndre Washington managed 16 yards, 16 yards on six carries and two catches for six yards on three targets. Not getting it done. If he's the lead back, I dig it. If he's not, no thank you. Um, I'm with you, Derek Carr, sit. Uh, Darren Waller, fire up. Let's go over to the Chargers. Um, okay, so they kind of find the fountain of youth last week. Um, and then Rivers <laughs> – or two weeks ago, excuse me. Two weeks ago they crushed. Last week, seven turnovers against the Vikings. Um, Eckler seems automatic. Keenan Allen seems automatic. Hunter Henry you have to because he's a tight end. It is the Raiders – I'll dish it off to you, man. Who are you firing up for the Chargers? I think everyone, but uh, actually, I'm not playing Philip Rivers. I gotta no, find somebody else. No, and speaking of Rivers, this could be his last home game. And I mean, overall, or in the Chargers, there's they have no reason to bring him back. I know he's restricted, and I think they'd have to bunch of contract details. But this could be his last home game. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just throwing that out there. I just thought about that as we were going through. And they play the Chiefs in Kansas City next week. So I think that if there was a game for him to go off, it would definitely be in the Fantasy Championship in his last home game. Uh, don't play him, though. But uh, Gordon, Eckler, both receivers, and Hunter Henry are all starting him up this week. 
I could I could get behind Rivers as a second QB in a two QB league, but I'm yeah. not feeling him as a single. Even against the Raiders, everybody else on the Chargers, I'm going to fire up though. Melvin Gordon two touchdowns last week. Um, Hunter Henry had one as well, and uh, Rivers had three interceptions against seven turnovers there for the Chargers. Let's move on to Detroit and the Denver Broncos here. Let's start with Detroit. Kenny G, um, not much without uh, Marvin Jones out there. I think Marvin Jones helps take away double coverage. Um, but uh, how are you feeling about Kenny G and then Amendola as well uh, as those other complimentary receivers against um, Chris Harris and the uh, Denver defense? I think the thing with Kenny G, I think, is if you really believe in your waiver pickup, I think that's where you uh, pivot just because he's going to draw Chris Harris and the quarterback's David Blau. I think that unless you're like – I mean, I'm pretty confident in Perriman this week um, and Fuller. I just think that there's there's definitely a line to draw in terms of who you're going to play in with him. Um, but I think – I don't know where that line is. I think it's just a personal line of who you're confident in. But I cannot have huge expectations with Kenny G. I'm with you. I'm actually – I'm going to sit all – let me see. Uh, I'm going to sit all Lions. In Denver, late in the season, this is an indoor team. Mile high is going to be cold. Uh, Denver – at least has pride. I don't think uh, – I think the, the Lions are going to get smashed around a little bit. Danny Amendola was eight catches on 13 targets for 103 yards, 102 yards last week. Um, and, uh, you know, they were um, okay with Amendola, but Kenny G just, uh, you know, 40 yards there. So I'm not really feeling him. Um, I'm going to sit all Lions. And for Denver – not that there's crazy like um, fantasy upside per se, but I kind of like the Broncos uh, matchups here. Philip Lindsay is due for a big game. This has got to be that. Cortland Sutton beasted up against the Chiefs in the snow. Noah Fant, if he's healthy, he's got to be the guy. I know you love me some Drew Locke, but I'm going to need some convincing on that one. I think it just comes down to the matchup, which Locke has shown he is really positive and um, he's really good in positive matchups. Uh, I think it's I don't think I would play him over – I don't know. Because I'm kind of like – I mean, he's my start of the week, I guess I can say. But I don't know. I'm kind of feeling it. They kind of had a down game in the snow in Kansas City. Like, I mean, I didn't expect them – even though I picked him. I mean, a Broncos fan, I didn't expect them to actually win that game. Uh, I mean, his stat line looks bad. But how do you expect to have a good stat line in, in the snow? Um, I don't really see much – Unless your name is Patrick Mahomes, I guess. I, I was hoping you were going to say, like, oh, Mahomes did for 300 yards, I guess. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm on him this week. I don't really have, like, a convincing point, but I think he's definitely going to be okay. Okay, fair enough. Let's go into Arizona and Seattle here. Uh, Kyler Murray, um, Kenyon Drake, four touchdowns. Uh, Fitzpat- um, Fitzpatrick, sorry. Um, Fitzgerald, generally good in the first half of the game. Fades in the second half. Kirk as well. Seattle's a little bit banged up. Um, Bobby Wagner hurt his knee last week. Uh, man, this could be a sneaky shootout here. Must win for Seattle, and this is Arizona's Super Bowl. I think this is going to be an interesting game in general here. Um, starters sit the Cardinals. Let's go with Kyler Murray. Uh, yeah, I think you can start this week. Seattle is Seattle is the worst best team. They might be like if you like if they finish with the one seed. This like overall, they might be the worst number one seed in the history of the NFL. You think um, Seattle or Green Bay? 
like in terms of the best like just nfl nfl team matchup who would you pick right now green bay or seattle neutral setting I think they're similar teams led by an all world hall of fame quarterback, good running game, one or two quality receivers and like a hit or miss defense. I think they're very similar. Whoever gets a home game between those two, I think has a huge advantage, but I think, I think I would take Seattle, but however, I think both those teams are kind of, I don't want to say flukes because they're still good teams, but I think, I think the Niners really dropped it last week against the Falcons. I think, I think if the Niners got home, get home field or got home field or, I don't even know if they still can, I guess. I think they're easily in the Super Bowl. I think just getting a home field back in San Francisco, like, yeah, you had the Kaepernick was the last time that you guys were, like, good, good, I think. And, I I mean, I don't – I think if Russ gets home field, yeah, that's huge. But I think when it comes down to it, I don't think he can get the job done to get to the Super Bowl. I'll say this right now. Whoever gets home field advantage in the NFC, I think rides to the Super Bowl. Oh, I agree. It's not going to be one of the East teams, obviously, but San Francisco, gnarly. Green Bay, gnarly. In Seattle, this time of year with the 12s and all that, huge advantage, and obviously the Superdome for the Saints. So I think whoever gets that number one seed has a mm-hmm. not an easy trip, of course, but uh, yeah. the front I, runner to get there to the NFC. And I think the AFC is the complete opposite, to be honest. I agree. I, I agree. don't think – even if New England gets home field, I think New England needs to get home field except for that last game just to have a chance to go, but I don't think it matters in the AFC. But I think NFC, if Saints get home field the whole time, it's game over. I think Arrowhead and Baltimore are big advantages, but uh, I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah. Okay, let's, um, let's uh, quickly blaze through these ones then. So Kyler Murray, yes. Kenyon Drake, you're firing him up. You already mentioned that. Uh, Fitz or Kirk? Uh, I'd pick Kirk if I had to decide, but I think there's better options uh, with the two. Okay, let's jump to the other side. Russ, you're starting. DK and Lockett. Uh, DK has Pat Pete on him this week, so I think I would try and pivot elsewhere. Um, he's kind of – he doesn't really have much upside. If you just – he's very consistent um, and then touchdown dependent to kind of cap off his good week. So I think I would just go with the Russ Lockett. And, oh, gosh, I, th- I think you can play Hollister this week if you're hurting the tight end. Of course you can play Hollister, dude. Ricky Seals-Jones had two touchdowns last week. Dude, of course you can play Hollister. We'll <laughs> talk more about him later on. Let's go on to Dallas and Philadelphia. This one will definitely be right on everybody's television on Gross. Fox. Um, really, really disappointed about this. I would much rather watch Denver and Detroit. I know you would too, but uh, we're definitely not going to have that. Um, Dallas and Philadelphia, this game matters in the NFL for sure. Fantasy-wise, let's talk about this. Um, we know about all these guys here. I can't imagine you get away from Dak. You're definitely not going to get away from Zeke. Amari Cooper, I like this week. Um, uh, Gallup picked a hell of a week to uh, throw a dud for me. Um, I still think you start all of those guys. Uh, and Jason Witten, um, still catching touchdowns somehow. He's a, he's a hit or miss tight end. Uh, I think you start all of your Dallas guys. Do you disagree? Uh, Philadelphia is fucking horrible. Amari Cooper's trash. Um, you start them all. You don't feel confident and start. Well, he's Zeke, yes. I think Dak, yes. But you don't feel confident in starting them all. Um, yeah, I, I don't. These teams are so bad. These this this is probably one of the bigger games on the year, and these teams are awful. Let's go to the other side then. Wentz, Sanders, Ward, JJ Segal, Whiteside. Of course, you're starting Ertz. I wouldn't even super be against. How about Dallas Goddard or Jason Witten? Uh, Jason Witten, I think. 
Okay. Um, Wentz, starter sitting against the Cowboys, who played much, much better against the Rams last week. I, I think you go Wentz and Sanders. That's it. I don't think I would try and mess with anything else. Uh, well, Ertz, obviously, but I think Wentz and Sanders in this game, that's it. Okay. Ward has come on as of late, caught a touchdown in the last couple of games, but I am with you. I'm going to yeah. fade that if I can. Let's jump into the Sunday night football game. This is going to be an interesting one, man. Um, in Chicago, uh, the Bears are holding last-second hopes for the playoffs. I don't think it's going to happen, but they did get the Chiefs at home. Let's start about the Chiefs here. Uh, the big three, Kelsey, Hill, Mahomes, you fire them up, of course. How do you feel about the running backs? Uh, no, unless Damian Williams has a couple practices under his belt. By the time you listen to this podcast, you'll know of two if possible. So I think – I think you you obviously have found a replacement if you were in the finals for Damian Williams, so I would just play that replacement over him. On the Bears' side, uh, Trubisky's been playing hot and cold in the last couple of weeks, looking pretty good. This game is at home. I think this is going to be a real, real ugly game, actually. Um, David Montgomery and these wide receivers, we told you to fade. Um, Allen Robinson last week, that happened. Uh, I believe Anthony Miller is number two in targets over the last handful of weeks in the NFL. How do you feel about the Bears, if anybody? Um, I think if we go Robinson, I think you can play Montgomery just on volume. Uh, she's going to beat on the ground, not in the air. Dude, their secondary is elite. It's it insane. is. And last year it was like the worst secondary in the league. Like it, and they didn't even – they literally didn't even – they got Honey Badger, but they got rid of Eric Berry. So they literally did not even like make any moves whatsoever. So it's – I was kind of impressed. I texted all my Chiefs friends like I'm kind of impressed or whatever. I made a defeat early. Um but I think Allen Robinson, you play. And I think Anthony Miller, if Gabriel is out. Uh, big, big if Gabriel does not play, though. I agree with you. All right, let's get into Monday Night Football here. Uh, Green Bay and Minnesota. Um, again, huge game. This is really kind of the game of the week. It'll be a huge game. Hopefully we'll get a good one on Monday night here uh, for the first time maybe all season. Um, for the Packers, uh, man, Rodgers in the championship against the Vikings on the road. Mm. <laughs> um, the secondary for Minnesota has been horrendous. That, they did, that's the thing. They did for slow me. down the Chargers last week with seven turnovers, but half of those were fumbles. Aaron Rodgers is superior to uh, Phillip Rivers in every sense of the word. Um, man, I don't know who I would fade Rodgers for. I'll say that. I think in terms of – if I had to make rankings, I think he would be at, like, the bottom QB1. However, I don't know if I could go into Monday, like, just, like, for myself, go into Monday knowing I need X amount of points from Aaron Rodgers to win the championship. I don't know if I could do that to myself. You got to play him. Um, the matchup is, like, actually great. Uh, like you said, they got him just killed. Um, David Rhodes is on the IR, I think. I don't know if I remember right. Yeah, I Yes, don't he's done. It's, I mean, I don't know if we ever talked about Rodgers. I was personally not drafting him just because it was kind of the whole Baker situation. This offense was not as good, but I think he will, if it matters, which this game matters, I think he'll get it down for you. I do too. And my, uh, my preseason Rodgers stuff was basically, if he was around in the fifth round, I was picking him every time. And I did that in two, uh, two leagues. Um, one is a standard league. One was uh, my league of record with bonus scoring. So he's been just fine because he's able to throw 60-yard mm -hmm. bombs every once in a while. Yep. Um, but he's definitely been frustrating. He's not been Aaron Rodgers per se. 
I'm not sure I could find 12 guys over him no, to, to, so. to not play him, so I am starting him. Um, but uh, say you make it to the last games and you happen to have with your drafting or whatever, uh, you wouldn't have Mahomes and Rodgers. But let's say, hypothetically, you have Trubisky, uh, any combination of Trubisky, um, Kirk Cousins, and Rodgers. Would you start either Trubisky or Kirk Cousins over Rodgers? No, I don't think I would. Okay, I am with you. I'm going to ride Aaron Rodgers in my championship. Although, I have to make mentions again last time. I started rookie Baker Mayfield <laughs> over Aaron Rodgers last year in the championship to finish an undefeated season, and he got it done and outscored Aaron Rodgers. Let's go on to uh, the running game here. Aaron Jones, he's been getting Aaron Rodgers' you know, three-yard touchdowns here, so Aaron Jones looks a lot better on paper than I think he has been recently, and Aaron Rodgers looks a lot worse on paper than he has been as well. Aaron Jones, you're writing, of course, Devontae Adams, um, definitely. And uh, Jamal Williams, I think, what is that? I mean, he's got to be a deep flex, if anything, right? I think the only way I think he would come into play this week, and I actually just thought of this, would be the Cook pivot, if possible. Okay, I like that. If you don't and have I, one of the Vikings guys. Yeah, and I, I – the thing that's so weird is, I think I'll probably, like, do an article on it or we'll talk about it. The the split – this is a true 50-50 timeshare in this backfield. Like, it – like, there's no denying it. It is, and it's not – but it's so inconsistent. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just – I don't know. It's just kind of intriguing, I guess, and interesting. And it'll be kind of funny to see how high Jones gets taken next year uh, and then how – similar to this year like the comments or yeah how yeah just like the overall aspect or look on jones totally i feel you there um let's go over to minnesota uh we just talked about kirk cousins but would you fire him up in a vacuum against the uh packers kirk cousins in prime time i i think i'm gonna stay away on this matchup especially this uh, at at home and a must win i don't i think it's kind of he's lower than rogers for me he's higher than trubisky um I still think guys like Dak and Wentz and Russ, I still think I'd play over him. Uh, I don't know. He's just kind of like in that middle of if I'd play him or if I wouldn't. So I'm not really for sure uh, what my decision would be. Got it. Um, Let's talk about the running backs again one more time. Um, If you are still with us, it is basically if the 49ers beat the Rams, the Rams are out of the playoffs and the Vikings would essentially clinch a playoff spot, meaning they might sit Dalvin Cook. If they do that, look for Madison and or Mike Boone. Um, it looks like we have a split decision on that, so don't forget uh, we had mentioned that earlier. And let's talk about Adam Thielen. Um, he was active. He did play the entire game but didn't do much. Do you expect him to be fully healthy in a second game at home? I'm firing him up if I got him. I, I probably don't have another choice. Yeah, I mean, I think – like I said, I'm all in on Perriman this week, so I think I'd play those high-end waiver guys, but I think you still ride Thielen. Uh, do you know what his stat line was last week? I guess I don't even look. Uh, well, in one second. Was it was it good enough to where it, like, wasn't far three, off the flex? Three, uh, three receptions, 27 yards. And that, fr- Go ahead. And that was in a complete blowout, too. So, I mean – Yep, Diggs was uh, four for 76. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you know, I, 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 I like Diggs. I'm starting Diggs for sure. And uh, feeling I'm going to play as well in a, in a second game back in a must win again. I think they're going to target him, and, and you know, unless he crumbles. So, mm-hmm. I like feeling there. And then uh, Rudolph, um, uh, you know, always uh, uh, distant 
flyer there. Um, before we get into our starts of the week, uh, let's go through our pickums uh, real fast here. Uh, to recap, um, last week you had a, a nice uh, a nice bounce back. Um, two weeks ago it was pretty rough for you, and I had a nice round. This week I went uh, five hundred eight and eight. You went eleven to five, made up some ground. I am up two games, seventy five to forty three, um, and seventy three to forty five uh, with two weeks left here. So let's uh, blaze through it, man. Houston at Tampa Bay. I'm going to go Tampa Bay on this one. I think Jameis is still playing for um, him, I think is the best way to put it. I think, I think they pulled out. I think people are going to be doubting him with the lack of weapons, and I think Houston's defense is so bad to where Tennessee had a shot to even win it at the end there. So I think, I think Tampa Bay pulls it out. I do agree that Houston's defense is terrible, but I, I'm, I'm kind of feeling a, a huge nuke game for some reason. Um, this is a must win for Houston. I'm going to take Houston on the road. Uh, Buffalo at New England. There's no way New England loses this game. I agree, but I did put Buffalo down first, and then I was like, and eh, there's no way they're going to lose three out of four games. So I picked the Patriots. But, man, again, they were losing to, to the Bengals for the first quarter of that game. Yeah, there's, there's no way. There's no way they possibly lose this game. What if? Last game on Saturday, Rams at Niners. I think Niners stop them personally. I think they just – they kind of get a uh, wake-up call from last week. Not even a wake-up call. The Falcons are good, but I think they just kind of respond back. Um, do you, what do they need to happen to get the – to get the? I guess would it be the one seed back or the Saints have the one? Uh, the Niners need to win out, which would, and, mean, uh, which would mean beating Seattle. They already beat New Orleans. So if the Niners win out, they'll be the number one seed. Awesome. I hope they do. Thank you. I appreciate that. I hope they do too. Um, for – Man, uh, of course I'm picking the Niners. Um, the Niners have lost three games this season. They lost in overtime uh, to the Seahawks on a field goal. They lost as time expired to Justin Tucker on a field goal to the Ravens. They lost as time expired on the two-yard line to uh, Julio Jones for a touchdown. Niners have lost three games this year. Literally all three of them have been on the very last play of the game. Yikes. <laughs> Tough to watch. Yeah. Uh, I think the, I think the uh, Niners stomp them as well. I think they, they need to have a get-right game here and get ready for the playoffs. Um, Giants and Skins. Giants, I think. I mean, the, both teams are playing pretty good, but I think Giants pulled it off. Giants as well, man. Saquon Barkley over 100 yards finally last week. I think they're going to get some work done, and uh, Adrian Peterson can actually have a, a nice game in this one as well. Um, Saints and Titans. Uh this is a hard one because I could see where the Saints are coming in riding high after last week. But I think even on the road, I think Drew Brees is still able to get this done. I do too. I'm going to go on a limb here and try to just steal a win from you in the pickums uh, against my better judgment. The, 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 the Saints are a better overall team. I, I'm all about the Tannehill hype, and I think they're awesome. Uh, but this is outdoors. Um, we know Drew Brees is far superior at home and indoors. This is outdoors. They're traveling, coming off that huge win. Um, I don't know why, man. I just think this is kind of a sneak attack game for the Titans. Uh, I'm just going to ride the Tannehill train. I'm going to take the Titans late on this one for the upset. Uh, Steelers and Jets. Uh, I think Steelers. I just don't think – I don't think the Jets' offense is good enough to – I mean, I guess outscore the Steelers at all. But I also don't think Steelers' offense is good enough to outscore the Jets. But I think <laughs> Steelers bring it home. 
Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb here and uh, root for my man Gary V, and I'm going to go with the Jets here. Uh, I don't think the Jets are better than the Steelers per se. I just think the Jets are going to be fired up and play better at home for one game, and um, I don't know why. We just got a kind of a gut feeling that uh, they'll be able to beat them deep. Le'Veon Bell will have enough uh, done here, and if Connor doesn't have a big game, I think that the Jets can stop uh, Pittsburgh overall. Um, Bungles and Dolphins for the number one pick. If the Bengals lose, they get the number one pick locked up. So, therefore, the Dolphins are going to win. Yeah, I agree with you. They should. Um, if I throw all that out, though, the, I think the, the Bengals are a far better team. Yes. And this could, this could simply be a, a pride game here at the end where no matter what, they're getting the one or two seed. So, if the Bengals aren't super wrapped up on having to get Joe Burrow or whoever else they decide is the guy, then I think they try to win this game, and I think they can win this game. I'm going to take the Bungles. Um, Carolina and Indianapolis. Um, I'm just going to take the Colts, just the home team. Both teams are depleted, but I think home team gets it done. I'm going to take Christian McCaffrey in the championship. Huge game. Uh, brings everybody over the hump there, and I think the Carolina Panthers get it done behind my man, Will Greer. Uh, quick story about Will Greer, man. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. How I got to storm the – well, okay, they, they escorted him before because they – us Iowa State fans uh, – if you don't follow college football, we do not expect win wins or um, upsets that much. So they escorted him and, uh, oh gosh, David Sills, is that his name? He's like the receiver. I think he was like a Heisman candidate beginning of the year, but we got to storm the field against them at home. Uh, it was actually like the greatest Big 12 defensive performance uh, in the history of the Big 12. So it's kind of cool. Oof. Iowa State, huge win over West Virginia last year. That's pretty cool, man. I'm glad you're uh, able to be a part of that. I think Will Greer gets the win here against the Colts, though. Uh, Ravens and Browns. This one's a tough one. Oh, gosh. Go Ravens. <laughs> I'll take the Ravens as well. Uh, Jacksonville and Atlanta. Uh, I think Atlanta rolls them this week. I agree, actually. I'm going to take Atlanta big at home, too. They had a great game against the 49ers. Uh, in the late slate, Oakland and L.A. Chargers. I am so happy that the Broncos are not a part of this bottom AFC West game. So I'm going to take the Chargers. Yes, sir. I'm going to take the Chargers as well. The Raiders just not a good showing last week. The Chargers had seven turnovers last week. I think they only have four this week, and they get it done against Oakland. Uh, Lions and Broncos. Go Broncos. I'm going to take the Broncos as well. I think they're going to have a nice win at home um, and beat up on the Lions. Not excited about any of the Lions for fantasy football. Just throwing that out there. Cardinals and Seahawks. Seattle. Seattle too, man. This is Cardinals Super Bowl, but this is a must win for Seattle. I think they get it done at home. Dallas, Philadelphia. I'm I'm gonna take Philadelphia, but I literally don't like any team in this like I don't know. There's just so many like this could happen, this could happen, this team could show up, but I think this would be a slow game. I think Eagles, the home team, can get it done. I'm going to go with uh, Dallas here. They played really well against the Rams on both sides of the ball. Uh, Philadelphia has been actually winning games lately, but they have not been playing very well, even at home. I think Dallas gets it done and they wrap up that division um, in Philadelphia there. Uh, so I'll take the Cowboys over the Eagles. Uh, Chiefs and Bears, Sunday Night Football. Chiefs are going to kill them. I don't think the Chiefs kill them. I do think they get the win. I think it's an ugly game. Bears miss a field goal at the very end. Chiefs get the win. Uh, Packers. Vikings for maybe the NFC North division and potentially a wild card. A lot riding on this game. This one's in Minnesota. Yeah, I'm taking Minnesota. I did say Kirk Cousins uh, at home in prime time, but I think I think the key is Green Bay's run defense is like bottom three in the league, and I think whatever Vikings running back, they're just going to look to run all over them. 
Uh, I don't know if Minnesota's had this big of a game since uh, was that home game against the Eagles in the, to go to the Super Bowl? Was that a home game or was that? I think it was a home game. Yeah, I think that was the last big game they had, and we all know how that happened. Um, if that even was a home game, so I th- but I just think they, I just think they get it done on the back of Packers not as good defense. I am going to go with uh, Green Bay here. Um, I will take Rodgers over Cousins in a big game like this. Um, I Cook not being 100%, Thielen not being 100%, Cousins hit or miss on on uh, prime time. I just think the the Packers are going to have it ready to go. I think it's going to be a dogfight game. I think it's close the whole time, but I do think the Packers pull it out. I'll take the Packers over the Vikings. All right, man, we got two weeks left here. Uh, we got to kind of peel away um, on these picks. Let's get through our starts of the week and then we'll get out of here. Uh, before I let you kick us off, let's go through last week. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and Ryan Tannehill at the quarterbacks. Tannehill crushing it. Jimmy G, uh, not so much. Um, both of our running backs did very well. Aaron Jones and Carson, uh, wide receiver, A.J. Brown crushed. Kenny G, none stuff. Um, tight end, uh, Howard was like I, and Ian Thomas, uh, who was, you know, stream of the week, uh, didn't do anything somehow in that game. Uh, Bill's defense did well, and then Ravens crushed, and uh, Rams got destroyed by the uh, Cowboys, so I kind of had a wash there. Um, let's go with the starts of the week, and as always, I will let you kick it off at quarterback. Yep, I'm going to go Drew Locke this week. Um Due to the busy schedule, I was not able to do a ton of research, so I'm just going to ride Drew Locke at home. Um, I put that he had 26.95 in a dome. This is not in a dome, but it's in Mile High where the air is thinner, so they can throw the ball farther. I just think that he rolls them and kind of uh, – I mean, the Broncos got two home games and the season. I think they're going to make a statement with these last two uh, in terms of next season, going into next season. Do you have a uh, temperature check on that um, game? Uh, we will. You, uh, it's all right. No rush. It is. We got our super loyal fans oh gosh, listening at this point. Fifty-eight degrees is with the high. Oh, dude, that's fire them up. Fire them yeah, up. yeah, it's gonna be great. All right, I like that a lot. Okay, um, I am going to go with my man, Russell Wilson. Um, this is kind of against better judgment. He has not been tremendous the last couple of weeks. Uh, he didn't even play very well against Arizona the first time, uh, 240 and a touchdown. But I think he's due for a big game, and this is the type of game that he will show up for. It's at home, potentially for the division, potentially for a number one seed. I think the Seahawks come out guns ablaze, and this is a big, uh, big Russell Wilson game, I think, this week. So I'm going to ride him. Uh, how about uh, running back? I left this one blank all day. I could not think of one. I put Ronald Jones, and you're probably laughing. Um, I just think that Houston – I'm not laughing. I just hope he gets carries. Yeah. (laughs) This is definitely a uh, shot in the dark. If you're still listening, please do not play him this week. I'm just going to try and get a green green mark in here on the spreadsheet. Um, This is just because they have to throw the ball to someone. They said they're going (laughs) to throw the ball to the running backs. High-scoring game. Houston defense sucks. Dude, that – that's what you come here for on the TCK pod, uh, podcast, you know, the, the candlestick kids fantasy podcast. It's like giving analysis and then being like, you know what though? Don't do what I just said. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's sketch. I'm going to go with my man, Joe main Mixon. Yo, the last four games, check. Actually, let's go all the way back to week 11 really quick at Oakland 15 for 86 and a touchdown Pittsburgh 18 for 79, no touchdown. 
Jets week 13, 19 for 44 and a touchdown at the Browns, 23 for 146 and a touchdown at, uh, at home versus New England, 25, 136 for Joe Mixon. He's crushing it. He's the entire offense right now. A.J. Green is not going to play. I don't give a shit what he tells you. And even if he does, he'll be a decoy. I think this game has to go through Joe Mixon. I like this a lot against a plus matchup against the Dolphins. Joe Mixon, fire him up for your championship. How about your receiver? All right, one question. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, running back based on just like overall talent. It- has to go McCaffrey, Saquon, Joe Mixon, right? Um, yeah. Dude, Alvin Kamara's up there, bro. I know he's not as, like, powerful necessarily, but th- he's such a fucking animal. Dude, I love Alvin Yeah, Kamara. I get it. I, this dude's – I was so high on Mixon this year. And I'm with you. Good. Mixon, Mixon was number six for me, and I still think Mixon would have been top, you know, uh, top of the crop if his whole offensive line yeah. didn't go preseason. Dude, in our TCK by listening league, I'm listening he, or looking at he's PPR right now, right? He's uh, running back number 15 on the season, and it feels like he hasn't done shit until the last two weeks. It's awesome. I can't wait to, I guess, just rank him or just kind of see Bro, how he rises next year. I'm taking Alvin Kamara and Joe Mixon back to back at the 11 12 oh, turn next year. All that's day. dirty. Are you serious? Like, that's definitely going to happen. That's going to be awesome. And then you're going to take Odell on the Niners at the end of the third. Corlin Sutton's going to go like ninth overall, and I'm going to take Alvin Kamara all day. <laughs> all right. Yes. I just had to ask because I didn't know how you felt about just his overall talent, but that's good. Love Joe Mixon. I'm all about it. Um, Amari Cooper, I know you think he's trash. I think he's actually very good. Um, I would have liked, uh, you know, Michael Gallup to score about seven touchdowns last week, but unfortunately he did that all earlier in the season. I just think this is a matchup where he can exploit against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. He crushed them. Um, in this game last year, uh, knocked our good buddy Daniel out of the uh, fantasy playoffs, unfortunately, um, against the Eagles. Uh, I just think Amari Cooper is going to get it done. He was one for 19 last week, of course, which isn't nice, but he was five for 106 in week seven against the Eagles. I think he's due for another big game. I'll take Amari Cooper all day and Michael Gallup as well against the Eagles. And um, let's go to tight end. Yeah, uh, I, I had Will Fuller at receiver. I skipped over him. He's going to have – Oh, I'm sorry. I, no, I, it's all I think I skipped him for you, man. My bad. Uh, Will Fuller, go ahead. Yeah, he plays Tampa Bay. Um, yeah, that's about it. 28% target market share last week. He's going to have like his 182 touchdown game. And Nuke's going to have the same style on. Love it. Why don't you follow up, man? Get into your tight end as well. Yeah, I put Hunter Henry. Um, and this is also some great analysis here. thought the last week could just branch it off a little bit. He's only going to do good this week just so his ADP can rise for next year. He's just going to leave everyone on like a two-touchdown game. Everyone's going to take him like tight end four next year, and then he's going to go back to the same. You think he's going to be higher than Jacob Hollister, though, in drafts? Oh, gosh. Jacob Hollister, my start of the week. Did not play Arizona in week four. Lucky for the Cardinals. However, Will Disley tore him up. I love me some uh, Hollister. I love going against the Cardinals. I haven't picked against the Cardinals in the last couple of weeks. I'll take Hollister all day in a big win uh, for Seattle at home. Uh, Let's go defenses and we'll get out of here. Broncos defense, David Blau. Oh, Broncos should <laughs> crush this game. Um, I'm going to go with the Steelers. I did pick the Jets to win the game, but I think the Steelers' defense has been absolutely on fire. Their secondary is playing very well. They're stopping the run. Um, they're hungry for this one. I think this is a big pride game for the Steelers. Um, I'm not confident the Jets are going to win. I'm just trying to get some uh, upsets there. Um, I can see the Steelers kind of smashing them here. I definitely think the Steelers' DST would be just fine against Sam Darnold. Whew, that's a lot, man. We made it through. Week 16 uh, preview. The finals for fantasy football. If this is your semifinal, 
and we will follow up with a a you know similar episode next week i'm not sure we're going to go super as in depth per se but we'll probably run through everybody um to help you out and uh, see what happens but i'm getting less and less messages about week 17 so uh, I apply, uh, applaud all of you for that. Next episode, we're going to go into the TCK Pod Listener League uh, Championship, of course, reveal who that is, and then we'll bring on the two people in the championship as we did last year, get them on the podcast, and uh, make sure that we are able to share those teams and break them down. Um, and uh, again, please make sure you reach out to us. Um, I'll let Lucas uh, take us out here with all the, the links here in just a second, and you hear them out in the outro as always. But make sure you reach out to us. Let us know what you want to hear in postseason content and during the NFL playoffs. Um, fantasy football will be over once the NFL playoffs start, and uh, we want to know what you want to bring. We'll probably cut down to maybe two episodes a week or so during that time, uh, but we still want to bring you um, – you know, entertainment and uh, value for whatever it might be, DFS or, or uh, you know, recap on players or whatever you want to hear. So make sure you hit us up and also make sure you hit the hashtag TCK title on one of your teams if you've been listening to the podcast and we've given you any value at all. Lucas, please end us out here and let us know where we can find your work. Yep. Uh, so not this week, just due to I got to finish up finals and stuff, but it's tckpod.com. Uh, it's, I guess we'll have your rankings up, but that's about it for this week. And then Starting probably not next week because we kind of got a brainstorm, but p- playoffs and off season will have a lot more stuff on there. Um, and feel free to, I think there's like a discussion or a contact page just to re- click on those or you know on social media. Just any ideas you have uh, whatsoever, we'd love to hear them. And uh, when you leave a, uh, I've been appreciating the rates and reviews um, and the subscriptions on the podcast. Uh, when you leave a review, we appreciate, you know, giving some feedback, but also uh, that's a great uh, area for you to let us know what you want to hear for mm-hmm. 2020. All right, man. Um, hoping the Broncos have a big win versus the Lions. Niners need to get that big win on Saturday versus the Rams. Um, anything else to fade us out here in week 16? Um, it's It's been a long but a short season. It's crazy that it's already here, I guess. I feel exactly the same. And, hey, best of luck on your finals and best of luck to all the other listeners out there, whether you're in high school, college, post-college, whatever. If you got finals, you got big things coming up, and you're dealing with the fantasy football playoffs, we understand your brain is split in two different directions. Stay focused. Get those hashtag TCK titles. We'll catch you next time. That'll do it for this episode. Be sure to email us at tckpod at gmail.com or shoot us a DM on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod. You can also find us on Twitter at tck underscore pod or on Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Make sure to check out our website, tckpod.com, for weekly rankings, waiver wire ads, and Lucas's start-sit column. If you've gained any value from this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast anywhere you're listening and leave us a rate and review as well. And in that review, make sure you let us know what you want to hear for the offseason and 2020. We're always down to have your feedback, and we appreciate a like and a follow on social medias as well. It really does make a difference for us. Make the most of the rest of your day, and best of luck in the fantasy finals. Go get those TCK pod titles. We'll catch you next time on the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. For Lucas Kaser, I'm Scott Guasco, and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.